This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Saw this story uh, online, thought, whoa, we, we need to talk about this. Headline from the uh, Star Tribune, Ryan Faircloth, good reporting as always. Illegal high-dose THC products found at how many? What percentage retailers? Oh, 39%. A little bit of a Ryan story before I get to our guests. The Minnesota Department of Health inspected 167 retailers that sell hemp-derived cannabis products from August through November. And again, 39% carry products with illegally high doses of THC. Chris Elvram is going to join us right now. He's the assistant director of the Minnesota Department of Health Office of uh, Medical Cannabis. In the story, Chris says, and we'll expand on this here, wasn't surprised to see so many retailers carrying high-dose products. He's quoted saying, I think the marketplace, it just has been regulated for a while to any great degree. Chris, I appreciate you coming on. Like all our guests, you're on the John Schuster uh, Coldwell Banker Hotline. You're, I think you're more measured than I am, and you live this every day. I mean, I just see, as someone, by the way, who has advocated for the legalization of marijuana, and I see, well, basically 40% are carrying illegal high doses, and I think this is frightening. You're downplaying it. Why, why should I listen to you more than my initial instincts? Well, I, I guess maybe I said I wasn't surprised. I don't. I, uh, it, it is a concern, certainly a concern. And you know, this marketplace has been around now since, uh, well, really since the um, farm bill was passed in 2018, and we really haven't had a lot of regulation in the state uh, until this last six months when we've been able to get out there. So um, maybe I wasn't surprised because it was, you know, largely unregulated for a while, but certainly concerned. Okay. Let's say hypothetically I go out there today and I'm looking to purchase a THC product. Why should I believe that product is as advertised? Well, each package is supposed to have either the what we call the certificate of analysis that tells you exactly what's in it or a link to it with a QR code. So, um, you know, it's advertised as having... What is legal is five milligrams per serving, 50 milligrams per package. Unless it's a beverage, you can have two servings and be a total of 10 milligrams. So the package labeling, I think we found is, you know, largely um, accurate, but there are plenty of products that advertise 
very high doses. It says right on the package, hundreds of milligrams per serving and thousands per package. So what should happen in these places? So I go to some place. I know that five milligrams is the max, but I clearly look around and they're selling dramatically higher violations of the law. What what is happening to those businesses? What should happen to those businesses? Sure. So if we go in, so we we are now out. Uh, We have uh, five inspectors. Uh, We're adding a couple tomorrow and some more in early January. And so if we see these products and if they are the high dose products, uh, keep in mind, there's other violations like the like the packaging could be wrong or they could be products on the counter when they're supposed to be behind the counter. So those things they can maybe correct on site. But if we find these high dose products, we are asking them to voluntarily destroy the products while our inspector is there. And uh, if they choose not to, we have authority to embargo those products, which means they can't sell them. And we will follow up. And so they will destroy them and we will come back and see if uh, to ensure that they haven't put them back on the shelves. Again, I'm someone who believes adults should be allowed to make THC decisions. But I listen to this, Chris, and I think, well, if I own one of these businesses and I think the public wants to buy higher doses and I hear you say, well, if it turns out you show up in my shop and I have the higher doses and you just ask me to put them away and I don't face any punishment, is that strong enough towards these businesses? Well, so just the, we don't ask them to put them away. They actually have to be destroyed or boxed up and sealed, when, and they will be destroyed in the future. And if we come back and you're selling them again, then you will potentially face a fine up to $10,000 per occurrence. Do you think that's enough that the first time, get rid of it, I should have phrased it more directly, and that the second time, it's up to 10000 And by the way, has anyone faced that $10,000 fine so far? Uh, they have not because we really until recently haven't been fully staffed, and so we've, now we're getting back to places, and uh, it seems likely that that will happen in the future. Uh, do I think it's enough? I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, it is the authority we have, though. That's the limit uh, in the law that we have. Chris Elfram is with us, Assistant Director of the Minnesota Department of Health Office and uh, of Medical Cannabis. You've talked about more staff. When, when these inspections were taking place, there was just one person, right? That's correct. Where are you at now? Like I said, we have five full-time staff. We have an interagency agreement with the Department of Agriculture, and we have one of their staff on and another one coming in January. And we have um, two MDH staff that are being trained tomorrow. So we'll have, by January 10th, we'll have 10 full-time staff. And these are all seasoned inspectors. These are people who have done inspections in other programs. And so, you know, it'll be markedly different, uh, our ability to get to, to places and to follow up. Okay, so it's going to take a period of time until we get to the level where in the biggest metropolitan area, in the, in the, in the metro area, where people have greater opportunity to buy cannabis, right? That, that hasn't yep. happened yet, but it, it's going to. That's, why, that's part of the reason why the law was passed. When these are much more commonplace, is 10 enough? Yeah, you know, the, the hemp drive products, because uh, we don't have the legal adult use um, 
you know, marketplace right now, the hemp products are very popular. You're right. You can find them at liquor stores and bars and restaurants and gas stations and they're all over. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, that's not for me to say whether or not that, that authority, uh, or that penalty is enough. Um, but we are certainly, you, you know, we're going to we're going to keep pushing it until we don't see them selling these products in the marketplace. But kind of my point is when people can you know buy traditional marijuana, right? When they can they can buy marijuana and they'll have options and it'll be in downtown Minneapolis, St. Paul, Woodbury, Plymouth, wherever it might be. And when we've seen people at least at this level having high dosage and we're not even at the point yet where just conventional marijuana is available. Can you understand why those who disagree with me, because I'm one who believes that should be legal and adults should make decisions. Can you understand why people might be listening saying, now, wait a second, this is going to be so much more available, and now we're seeing how it's abused now. Why shouldn't those skeptics believe it's going to be continually abused? Well, the the Office of Cannabis Management, which will ultimately regulate all of the cannabis sales in the state, it, you know, will will be a, a regulatory agency that will have, uh, you know, a workforce of well over 100 people that will be able to go out and do this work. So okay. um, I think we find in other states that it's, a, you know, it's a highly regulated program. And um, for the most part, the retailers are complying. So it's just a matter that this, the sort of the, you know, the it's we got the cart before the horse here. We just didn't have the regulatory power yep. um, before the marketplace got established for the temp product. And the, the opposite will be true for the adult use. Uh, is some of this related to, you know, a couple of years ago, it passed in a different way. I mean, like a lot of people went, whoa, did that really passed. Unlike the adult typical marijuana use. Is that why maybe everybody's still chasing this story a little bit why you only had one inspector and now 10 yeah the you know the when it was passed it was done with um you know fairly quickly at the end of the session and the board the responsibility for regulating it was given to the board of pharmacy and they you know this wasn't a good fit for them and they didn't have a lot of resources this last session the authority was transferred to the health department where we do this work in our food program and other programs and we and we were given resources by the legislature, so we were able to staff up like we are now and um, and really uh, put an effort forth. So, yeah, it, it got out without a lot of oversight, and now we're, we're reining it back in. Chris, I appreciate you coming on and answering these questions. Uh, thanks for your time. Well, thank you. Chris Elvram with us, Assistant Director of the Minnesota Department of Health's Office of Medical Cannabis. I definitely have some comments. I want to hear from Dave. I want to hear from you because there's two levels. It's how it passed, again, the um, the first time, Dave, in kind of a, hey, this really happened? And then the folks who believed it went, all they had to do was, uh, was read the bill. And it was like this enormous bill versus the next year when it was more typical marijuana. There was a robust debate Still mainly passed by Democrats, right? But at least that was more out uh, out in the open versus what what just happened. And, I mean, Chris is, is being honest. They, they weren't prepared for it. These are some pretty high numbers. And if you're in the skeptical community, I think you're going to wonder, well, what, what if what's, we're looking right here downtown. 
over the WCCO weather window. Do we still call it the WCCO radio weather window? You heard uh, Adam do it just this morning. I did, and I went, I didn't know we still called it. Let's do it. Um, when they're omnipresent, how is it going to be? Now, Chris said in that area, you got a hundred some folks to go there. Places are going to be trying to sell higher stuff. If they're doing it at this level, they're going to keep doing it with the uh, the regular stuff, right? Probably. It's not an insignificant fine, though, if those are a, <clears throat> they start handing those out. It's not a bad way to try it, though. Not that I'm encouraging people to break law. The first time they go, well, just get rid of it. Okay. I mean, we knew <laughs> we know we have an illegal product. It's well above. We just have to get rid of it? Okay, well, we try. Seal it up. We try. It's just fine. get rid of it. Just bring it home. What do you want to say? 651-461-9226. Do not forget our friend. Jamie Ucas is 15 minutes away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're uh, playing uh, New York music today because both of us... Saw Eric Adams, the mayor of St. of uh, not, I was going to say uh, not St. Paul, not St. Paul, Nate St. Bonifacio, no, Bonifacius, um, none of them. No, the Big Apple, the Big Apple. Eric Adams is uh, participating in an end of the year interview, and he's asked this just generic softball question, and he gave one of the strangest, oddest, incompetent answers a politician is capable. Of offering up. Here again is the reason why we're playing New York music today. When you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be and tell me why? Uh, New York. Two words, uh, by the way. This is a place where every day you wake up, wow. uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to okay. a, a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Similar. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, new York City may be the greatest city on the globe. I'm not going to say when I'm putting together the bullet points why exactly is New York City the greatest city in the globe? Well, you know, we had this attack where 3,000 people were killed. 
It's not on the list. It's not at the bottom of the list. It's not even a consideration. New York is great, but I'm more of a Minneapolis guy, as you know, because this is a city where you can wake up. You know, you might be on a bridge that collapses into the river, or you could go to the Sculpture Garden. Exactly. Let <laughs> me give that one a fry next time we have them on. You know? <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, so back to the topic. We're talking edibles now, THC and the edibles versus when conventional marijuana is out there. And THC products found well above at 40%. 40% of the stores. This is with one inspector out there. One guy. Because they snuck in the edible thing at the end of the session a couple of years ago. By the way, me, guy who thinks edibles should be legal, even though I don't really love edibles. As someone who off and on has smoked pot in my life, I rarely do now. Edibles to me are nothing, nothing. Damn, where'd that come from? I like to control my buzz a little bit better. That's just me. They don't ramp it up for you? Just zero to 60? I don't want zero to 60. I want zero to 20 to 40 to 60. 20 is plenty. You know? If I want the 60, I don't want it going from, I don't feel, Jesus, what just happened? (laughs) You know? So why, again, I'm the guy who's for it. But if you're a skeptic on this, you're not exactly a big fan of this. Why would you say, wait a second, we got 40% of the retailers already with edibles. What's going to happen when it's just conventional marijuana? How many of those retailers are going to say, if the same punishment, by the way, oh, can't sell that? All right, we'll throw it away. By the way, we sold it for six months, and we made a lot of money. So we won't do it again because we know now it's a $10,000 fine. It's an awfully soft punishment, I think. You don't think it's you, – you seem more inclined to say, give them the one, get rid of it, and then – $10,000, and is everybody going to get the $10,000? I think he said up to $10,000. Yeah. I guess I don't remember if he said 10000 or up to, but I mean yeah. 10000 seems like a substantial enough fine to yeah. at least have, I would hope, most retailers say, yeah, maybe we don't want to do this. But, I mean, stupid question from the guy who doesn't know a whole lot about marijuana and THC. How easy is it to control the level of THC in every marijuana plant? You know, once you're selling just actual plants. It, it can be harder. It, it, it can be, right? And, you know, that's why I distinguish in the interview on now, how many of these are the products where you buy them and you think it's five milligrams mm-hmm. and may, I don't know, let's say there's 20 edibles in there, 19 of them are five and one's like nine, you know? Um, you can have some outliers. I'm not sure the... Places should be crushing you if there's a little bit of an outlier versus you're literally advertising that we're going to sell this on a regular basis. You know, and I'm glad Faircloth wrote the story, and I'm glad Chris came on. It's I just think it's going to raise points for the skeptics who are saying, well, I don't think we needed this in the first place. And now sounds like your regulation is not quite there. Among the uh, texts coming in, 651-461-9226. Fake outrage. Five milligrams is a joke. Ten is stand in other states and will be in 2025 Minnesota. Just depends on how often you consume it. 
right? And it depends on how you metabolize it. For, for individuals who are frequent smokers or who have edibles often, five milligrams isn't that big a deal. But for others who have decided, well, now it's legal and I'm going to try it, they don't have any idea. And it might be that five milligrams just gives them a little bit. But for others, that's plenty. I didn't really have a problem starting the first year at five milligrams and then giving you kind of the smorgasbord on on the way up. But here's the thing. You're allowed to have that opinion like the texter did, but you're not allowed to if you own the businesses. That's a joke, so we're just going to sell it above. That's what people are doing. When you're allowed to eat two fives to make ten, right? I guess if you look at the, look at that way, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I don't, I don't. Why, if you're a retailer, do you have to sell if, if the limit is five? Why are you selling ten or fifteen? Just hey, buy three of those. Among the uh, text here at six five one four six one nine two two six, I don't have a problem with the higher dose as long as it's labeled. That way, I worry more about the generic ones that says five milligrams and has ten milligrams or more in it. Again, if it's allowed at the time and they want to sell 10, 15, whatever, I don't care. I'm an advocate for this. I want this to last. I want this to be around. I want people to be able to make adult decisions. So if we all have to do this crazy thing, pay attention to the law until it jumps jumps up in a year, seems like a pretty good idea to me. This enforcement is a joke and it's such a waste of time unless you can really Flex your muscle state of Minnesota. It's a losing battle. Move on. You can't make this change. And by the way, it's decades later than it should have been. And just say, Wild West, go ahead. You're going to get a state regulation, but we're just going to we're just going to look away like people have with their dealers, like people find somebody they like. And they, then there's kind of this implicit trust that Fred over here is my guy. I meet him, and Fred knows I like it pretty strong. Fred knows I like it in the middle. The state's still got to offer up regulation. Come on. They do, and that was the whole argument behind legalization, right? That the state could step in and say, no, you're, you're going to know what you are getting in every product you buy versus what your dealer may have, what some random guy absolutely. may have, and you have absolutely no idea what's in that. That's a part of it. You know, the monetary stuff, I think, has always been a bit overblown. You know, we have people who text, this is going to solve every issue. It's going to bring money. It's going to bring some substantial money. But the idea is going to cure a lot of what ails the state. I think we've got to simmer down in that conversation. It's a 31 past one. Jamie's next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Jamie is here. She's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I know you're headed to New York soon. We we played this soundbite a couple times. I just want you to 
get a sense of the city where you're traveling back to. You once lived in New York. You you work in New York. I you did. vacation in New York. So this is the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. And Eric Adams is doing those traditional end-of-year interviews. And he's asked this very simple, easy, not confrontational. It's kind of a softball. It's a softball. It's just a softball question. And I want you to listen to Eric Adams' answer about New York. Here we go. When you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be and tell me why? Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade sure. center to yeah. a, a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city, and that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I, it's breathtaking that he said that. I just want to, let's say you completely change your job and yeah. you, you become the advisor. For Eric Adams. And it's before this interview. And you're thinking, you know, they're going to ask you to brag about New York somehow. Here's what I think you should say. Hey, about 22 years ago, we had this attack where 3,000 people were killed. Point that out as an asset to what makes New York, New York. Would you have advised Eric Adams to offer up that? No, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, it's hard in these little sound bites, right? Like, was he trying to speak about the resiliency of the people? No. Um, okay. I mean, I'm trying. No, he was not. He just, I, I, he just screwed it up so bad. For a guy who's a very good communicator. You know, it's like. Hey. I know. But that's, it's like, is he tired? Did he have a bad day? He's usually pretty decent. Like, Wait, do you have the job now? Is. It sounds like you have the job now because you're, you're giving him, you're giving him a break. <laughs> You're probably getting you're, you're practicing for the job, you know. So so he leaves and hold on a second. Here's his uh, press secretary, Jamie Ucas. How can you explain that tough day? I mean, he's tired. Tough day. It's it's well. I mean, is it that that's my excuse these days for myself? Yeah, me like, too. I don't know about you, but yeah. no, it's exhausting out there right now. Yeah, it is. It is. I um, is it uh, Karen Bass? Is she the mayor of Los Angeles? I think I have that yes. right. Yep. Yep. Give her a call and say, Karen, the next time you're talking about L.A., don't talk about any terrorist attacks. You know, that might be the well, uh, way to go. No, I I hear you in that. I do think, you know, the interesting thing about having lived out there, it is something at the top of everybody's mind, even to this day, you know, especially hard New Yorkers. Like, I, I remember um, everybody I worked with who had lived through 9-11 and had been in the city that long, you know, they would say, it's not if, Jamie, it's when there's another terror attack. So they're always kind of living under this, you know, idea anyway. So, I, you know, I don't know. I I think it's easy to kind of point things out and criticize people with certain stuff. I, 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 I've heard worse from politicians than that. Not a lot. <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's a bad one. Okay, so when are you in New York? Uh, we are taking off this weekend, and I am staying through January 2nd. I am Whoa. the newsreader, Christmas Day, Christmas uh, 26th, and then I'm with Vlad and Michelle Miller, the 27th, 28th, 29th, the 1st and the 2nd, and then I come back to L.A. Is it possible that this could be some sort of television coup d'etat, where you plan on entering that studio and eventually send Gail... Tony, Nate, hit the road. We are the new sheriffs, and we're not leaving. 
No, <laughs> no, thank you. I enjoy my life in Los Angeles. Like, look, I get the best of everything right now. I'm going to New York at Christmas time to fill in. I have my show out here in L.A. I've got a great life out here. I, you know, I, I still get to tell stories. I came back to Minnesota for that 48 hours. So, you know, I'm interviewing celebrities like John Mayer. I, it, I, 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 it's good. I'm good right now. It's yeah, good. I'm good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that sounds so, excellent. Was it a few years ago? Okay, I know you've been in New York uh, a number of times now for, you know, kind of this run because they believe in you. They think, they think you're very good. Now, I know we talked about Times Square, or did you actually have to report on Times Square? I'm trying to remember. Oh, I've, yeah, I've done, I mean, I've done a few different uh, Times Square ball drops in my day. I've done a few. So you were right in the middle of it, or you reported on it? Both, mm. both of it, but 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 both with CBS. So I was able to go. Uh, the one year that was really awesome is I had reported in Times Square during the day, and they allowed me to use my credential and bring my mom back to the CBS set. Oh, because uh, you know there's like a hundred television networks yes. like from across the world that are all in the same location. Um, reporting on the ball drop. So um, they allowed me to bring my mom, which is like, that was probably, that's going to be one of the top five biggest moments, I think, for me was being able to be, you know, on the roof, let my mom see the ball drop in Times Square. We didn't have to wait in a pen. You know, I, I let her, she was able to use the bathroom. <laughs> um, she didn't have to wear a diaper. So right. it was that's pretty key. Cool. Uh, where does drinking with me after the radio show rank in your, in your top five? <laughs> no comment. Yes. Uh, okay. So let's say Doug, your soon-to-be husband, says, "Jamie, yes. I'm in. I want us. I, I don't want us to use a CBS badge at all. I want us to just be with everybody else, and I want us to jump in at like seven o'clock. We're not going to leave, and we're going to stay till twelve thirty. What would you say?" Well, by the way, that would never that would never happen because that is so not Doug jam at all like that would never ever happen um but you also like it's not 7 p.m like you have to get there early in the morning and commit to like more than 12 hours of standing oh. around as security comes through and yeah i mean it's miserable like you do not get to once you are in the pen you do not get to leave so i i that, that won't happen i'm a person as you know well i'm social I don't mind crowds. I don't like hanging out with crowds. I love New York. I wish I would have lived in New York at some point in my life, especially when I was younger, pre-kids. No chance in bleep am I going to show up at like 11 in the morning and I'm going to stay there and I can't leave. No. No way. No. Me neither. I mean, me neither. Oh, D- Dave Harrigan, any chance? Any Don't chance? even start. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't wait two hours. I was going to say, I don't even know Dave that well, and I can't imagine he'd even step that. Like, when I said I was going to New York next week, he said to me, well, uh, that's great if it's your thing. Like, clearly not his thing. No, not his jam. <laughs> not, no. Nah, not on the holidays. It's too busy. Oh, okay. So we'll do it. We'll do it this time. 
We'll I, want the, I, want the, I want the light season in New York, the downtime when okay. the city's empty. We'll do it February 12th for you, but you still have to stay in this area with crowded people for 13 hours. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the, uh, the quietest days in New York City, I kid you not, are Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Everyone leaves the city. No one's there. Like, that's the kind of misnomer. Like, Christmas is absolutely magical in New York, mm-hmm. and you should definitely go at some point in your yes, life in the month of December. But but if you do not want a crowd, go Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because no one is there. No one's working. No one's there. Like, you can order your Chinese food and have it to your doorstep in, like, five minutes because there's no other deliveries mm-hmm. going out besides the other people ordering Chinese food. And, like, that's, oh. that's it. They're the quietest. Uh-oh. Boy, that sounded like the phone ended right there, didn't it? No, hello. Oh, there hello? we go. There we go. There was a very strange noise. Maybe it's just CBS is monitoring your calls because it made a very strange Maybe. noise. Yeah. Um, God, that just made me very hungry for Chinese food and made me think back to the last <laughs> time I've had good Chinese. Uh, right now, text me 651-461-9226. Best Chinese restaurants Wherever you're at, if you're listening to L.A., you're listening to New York, you're listening to the Twin Cities area, best Chinese you've had, 651-461-9226. Dad, you know what used to be my favorite? I used to make my parents take me every birthday. The, the Lian Chin restaurant at Ridgedale. At one point, it was like the signature place because it was beautifully Put together, right? It, it, it was great. Yeah. It was when we didn't have a lot of options. I agree with you. Yep. At one point, yep. Leanne Chin was very good. Can I say this? And they're not going to appreciate it. I've always been a fan of the Tea House. Tea House has a oh, yeah. universal location and then a, um, I don't know if it's Golden Valley Plymouth right there. The last time yeah. I, went to, I went, last time I went to the Golden Valley Plymouth location, probably the only time I've been there where it wasn't that good. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I was um, I was disappointed. So if you're in, how about if you're in L.A. where you just have a smorgasbord of options and you can have one. We have, ter- we have terrible Chinese food. I'm just going to lay that out there. Terrible. In L.A.? This, this is the, you do not come to L.A. for Chinese food. You come to L.A. for Mexican food. You come to L.A. for, you know, any really South American uh, anything. You can have a great steak. There's plenty of great steakhouses here. There's great oh. seafood here. Yeah. There's 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 pretty good Italian here. But that's when I go to New York. All I want is Chinese food and Italian food yeah. because it's not <clears throat> as good here. For yeah. Me. Now a texter says anywhere that has yum yum sauce. I should add, Dave Harrigan's Christmas gift to me was a giant bottle of yum yum sauce. <laughs> I mean about. Amazing. About the size of Orange County. That's how big the uh, oh yum sauce. It was very, very good. All right, we're going to let you go. We're getting a number of textures on different ideas, and I may go to all of them later today. I may not go home. Okay, perfect. You know, just, just run around and um, just gorge myself, MSG it up with Chinese food. And then, there you go. You know, there you go. Have a merry, merry Christmas. And we'll uh, Merry Christmas. We'll talk. And Happy New Year. Absolutely. Same to you, Jamie. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
Jamie Ucas. She's fabulous. She's always kind to us. I'm going to look at a number of your selections here. We'll read them off. Best, where, do, where does Chinese food rank for you here? Because I'll add, almost always I enjoy it. I was dismayed that I didn't like the tea house last night. I was surprised. I don't think I have it enough. I, I was surprised, too, because we got tea house over at a friend's place a month ago, takeout from different location over on the east side. Yeah. Uh, off White Bear Avenue. Delicious. Yeah. It was tremendous. Normally, very, very good. Where's your Chinese place in town? That's what we're here for. You know, so. random topics come up. We have Britt Robson on maybe the best team in basketball, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And then we have LGBTQ, how they're reacting to Pope and his comments and his edict yesterday regarding same-sex unions. So good topics next hour. Where do you go for your uh, Chinese jam? And among your takeout options, how high on your list is Chinese food? Call in. Text in. Well, just text in in this case. 651-461-9226. Among these suggestions, House of Wong's, Larpenter, and Lexington. Yang C by a million miles. Not close. Uh, my uh, fan days, I used to go to Yang C. I don't know if I want to say frequently, but somewhere above occasionally. I can't tell you the last time I went to Yangtze. That's on me. Yangtze's very good. You must have consumed Yangtze, right? Remind me where it is. 394 Louisiana Avenue. Right off the exit? Or, um, yeah, it's right by like West li- End. Little strip mall there? Yeah. Yes. There's a, yes. There's a sub place in there. The yep. G- Jim P. claims this sub place in there is the greatest sub place <laughs> in town. It, maybe it is. I, I might be. That's, is that Louisiana or am I thinking Louisiana is back a little further? No, that's Louisiana, I believe. Okay. Um, Grand Szechuan, Bloomington. Yangtze, Dragon Jade, Red Peppers. Uh, Rose Garden in Coon Rapids. The Golden Crown in Stillwater. Great name. I had to look it up. Mm. I thought this could be Carter and some sick joke. Try walk. Why is that? I don't live that far from there, and I don't even know. Oh, that reminds me of Village Walk. It used to be on the U campus. Oh, yes. Shut yeah. that down about what? Man, it must be 10, 15 years ago now. Bill's Garden, South Minneapolis by Roosevelt High School. Hands down, best Chinese food. Jade Fountain, why is that? Big Bowl. Come on. Get out of here with Big Bowl. Big Bowl is fine. They are successful. It is available a lot of places, but it's more generic yeah. than some of the others. Brad Lane pointed out one that I like a lot, too, Great Wall in Edina. Very good. Okay. Very good. Still disappointed about your tea house experience because I've had great tea house experience. This is my only bad experience ever with the tea house, and it will not stop me. Mm-hmm. From going again, I'm just – I can't be the person who said, this restaurant's great, this restaurant's great, and I never have an experience where you're like, wow, I wanted more. Last experience there for me was very good. Our uh, our go-to is on White Bear Avenue, tiny little place um, in a little strip mall, Ming's Garden. Tremendous beef fried rice. If you aren't getting fried rice when you're picking up your Chinese food – you're not allowed in ever again. I think that's right. 
What are you doing getting white rice? Need the fried rice. 100%. Mm. It's so good. Tremendous. Great for you, too, right? Yes. Come on. You just gave me present number two. (laughs) A rotisserie chicken. Merry Christmas. We've talked frequently about you buying a rotisserie chicken and seemingly eating it for like three weeks. I've held on to this one from since August. I did ask you how old <laughs> is this one. <laughs> Just cut away the green parts. It's Looks fine. like some supersized rotisserie chicken. What kind of freak show chicken is this? I'm telling you, that's what five bucks gets you at the club these days. It's tremendous. Can we go to 50? Fine. Just do what you want. Britt Robson. Brett Robson may have watched as many Wolves games as anybody in the team's history. I need to be. I'm up there also. But Brett Robson's great on the Wolves, and they had a great win last night in Miami. Brett, early next hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 